0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Raziel. Today, I have the incredible Jessica David, the Director of Marketing at 76 Capital and a recent member of Forbes 30 Under 30. I have Jessica on because 76 Capital is doing some really, really cool things, and I think her journey to where she has gotten was also very, very interesting. How she did it, what she did, I think there's a lot that can be learned from her, just from her tenacity, her resiliency, and how she goes about doing what she's doing. She pretty much built three companies. You'll understand a little bit more when you listen, but it was a lot of fun getting to talk to Jess, so I hope you guys all enjoy the episode. All right. Sweet. Thanks, Jess. Uh, we have Jess David today, Director of Marketing at 76 Capital, Forbes 30 Under 30. Jess, how are you doing today?
1: Great. How are you? Thanks so much for great. having
0: me. No, please. The pleasure is all mine. You're the one that gets to work with all the cool athletes and <laughs> and Wayne. I just met Wayne the other night. He was incredible. Very excited to talk to you about him a little bit. Yep. Um, but the first question I always got to ask, Jess, is why do you love sports?
1: Who doesn't, first of all? Great, <laughs> um, great answer. Yeah. Um, so it's for me, it's always been something that brought my, my family together. I'm, you know, from New York, big Italian family, and um, every weekend, you know, it was get together, play lacrosse, play basketball, softball, um, and that's really just, you know, what sparked my interest early on was getting to um, get together with all my aunts, uncles, and cousins, and play the game.
0: Big New York family, you gotta love it. Yeah. And I won't tell anybody uh-huh. down at 76 in case anyone was wondering. 76. <laughs> night 1776 there's a huge thing it's it's based in philadelphia mm-hmm. so i won't um i won't out you too much so who, who are your favorite teams though you know what let's do it we'll out you who are your favorite oh, they teams?
1: Know. <laughs> yeah i know yeah. but just in um, case yep big yankees fan uh grew up mostly on baseball and uh once i moved here to pennsylvania you know i had to follow along my husband's favorite teams who are a big flyers family
0: Oh, I was just at the yeah. Flyers game this past weekend. Um, they won. Right. It was fun. Yeah. That's about as was much. Was it the
1: overtime game you were at?
0: Uh, no, no. It was uh, this one, Winnipeg. So this was on Saturday. So two days ago, I was recording. And um, yeah, Philadelphia, I guess. that's. I'm not going to say anything nice about it. Yep. But uh, <laughs> I guess that is what it is. So I saw, I was doing a little bit of research because um, that's kind of what I have to do with this stuff. So you love sports. Always thought it was really interesting. Big New York family. Now you're working out in Philadelphia. But your background originally started in graphic design. What yeah. is it? You're you're director of marketing, so I want to kind of see how how all these pieces, this puzzle, fits together. But what was it about graphic design that made you want to, you know, head on head in, start your own freelance gig, go to school for it, do the whole nine?
1: Yep. Thank you. That's a great question. Um, I actually did start um, going to college at James Madison University on a business scholarship. So I was always um, into business, finance, primarily um, studied marketing as well and was doing art on the side. Like I needed to have that creative outlet. Um, So when I switched over to graphic design, I kind of found that to be like the perfect mix of left and right brain, creative and analytical. It wasn't painting for painting's sake, which I appreciate, but I'm no good at. So I needed a reason to design something and graphic design was that perfect medium. Um, You know, through my freelance work, which you mentioned, and um, some of my first full-time gigs after college, I ended up in the marketing department at a lot of these in-house um, you know, organizations and learned a lot about business development, a lot about marketing. I was with uh, Pennsylvania Department of Education for about six years doing communications and public relations. I always say learning how to do things the right way when you're in government and then oh, went to VC to learn yeah. how to do things you know, my own way um so that's really what led me to this position
0: that is that is really cool i mean graphic design is has always been i mean it's i mean it's for whatever reason i always have friends that were you know in graphic design and it was always kind of looked at like oh yeah you're you're painting for painting's sake right And, (laughs) and but there's so much now obviously being in business and being in like you know the real world we'll call it for the last few years understanding that the image and how it works and the colors you use and why you use them and where everything's placed there is so 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 much that goes into it especially on the business end of it that I think it makes a lot of sense how you were able to kind of make that transition and here's another question you had a Mm -hmm. business scholarship moved over to graphic design did you lose that business scholarship by any chance
1: um luckily it was just for that first year while i was there right. so i got what i needed yes there we go there and you go
0: parents are happy to what parents i really are happy.
1: wanted
0: to do yep that is pretty cool perfect. yeah and and again as you said it it led you in multiple different directions it led you to, to where you yep. are now which is really cool and and translating learning the pr learning the marketing aspects yep. of it and really being able to use your design um to then take advantage of all those things you've learned and really put them out on the paper so you did start you know you did a bunch of freelance work and one of the companies i saw it 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 said nasa and then thankfully you did write out the the actually you know aeronautic blah 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 um (laughs) thank you for doing that because i would have been like oh nasa that's cool i'm really curious who you know got that name what was it like working with nasa like what, what exactly were you doing for them
1: yeah um that's a great question thanks for doing a deep dive on that one um that was actually a project that i won Um, When I was studying graphic design in college and uh, working for the Pennsylvania Department of Education, like I mentioned, so they were hiring some outside designers to design a series of posters for camp for space camp. (laughs) So I got to do some really um, creative and innovative mock-ups around um getting young girls and boys interested in being astronomers in the future so it was a a really fun one
0: that does sound like a lot of fun and again throwing nasa on a a resume never hurt i'm assuming (laughs) barely ever hurts um but uh, honestly i have i'm a a am ai love space always been interested in stars and planets and all that stuff bought my friend a telescope this last year for christmas i have another friend who works for jet propulsion laboratory who is a contractor of nasa so i call him up and I just ask that's them awesome. what's going on in the world of space today. Um, yeah. so that's always fun too. But no, that, that, that's why it, it stuck with me. Cause I, I'm a very big nerd in that Appreciate way. And I always <laughs> think it's funny. So with, um, with starting your freelance gig and working for the department of education over in Pennsylvania, let, let's hang out there for a little bit longer. Yeah. How much did you love working in the government?
1: Yeah. Um, so it on, actually, honestly though, like honestly, I really, um, luckily when I started, um, it was for a company called the Chester County Intermediate Unit, which is liaison between the state and um, the programs that public school doesn't offer in their um, facilities. So like young parents programs, special education programs, really um, the give back programs that made you feel like going into work was actually bettering people's lives every day. Um, And when I started, it was such a small department. They had never had a graphic designer before. Um, I really had a lot of creative freedom, and I credit that to my two former bosses, who I still see one every month. We have a standing dinner. It's been years now. Um, Yeah, Um, because I really credit a lot of their um, willingness to give me creative freedom to try a bunch of things there. And we helped build that department from five people to 15. So by the time I left, I was you know, still in my early 20s, it was right after college, and I was the third longest tenured person in the department <laughs> just because we had the ability to build it from the ground up.
0: That's so, pretty, cool. pretty and, cool. And how yeah. much confidence did that give you knowing that you, you were able to see something come essentially from the ground up and know like, hey, yep. okay, I was here in the beginning. I helped build this thing all the way up. I mean, it's tripled yep. in size essentially. How much confidence did that give you when you were going out looking for new uh, new job opportunities?
1: That's a great question. And it's really exactly what I was looking for in every opportunity thereafter. So when I first graduated from college, I applied to, I think, 75 jobs and just took Ooh. every interview I could oh get. Oh my goodness. Yes. There you go. Um, and I Listen was really kids, apply to everything, specific. take all the interviews. Yes. 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 Love it. <laughs> exactly. Love it. Um, it was good to have practice and it was good to ask questions and see what types of responses I would get um, to really see if I could, you know, Play one group against the other and just see like where the differences lie within organizations. That's fun for me, um, and it was really helpful to sort of dig in on all these different businesses to see where I could find another fit like what I had at CCIU. And I really did find that at a company called Meyer Design, which is a uh, interiors and architecture um, design agency. And similarly, I was their first graphic designer. Went to the marketing department. They wanted somebody who could build something. And we did just that. We built a new um, billable branding studio within the firm that could hire for graphic design work for their existing clients and bring in some new revenue and build a team there as well. So super exciting.
0: Look at you. My goodness. Architecture, design, billable revenue. Look at all these words you're (laughs) throwing out there. No, I think think it's really cool how you've been able to take now multiple and and I'm assuming you're well on your way with 76, which I think is pretty cool and we'll Mm -hmm. get there. But really be able to take all the knowledge you've been able to you know take in and and then utilize it because everybody can learn right everybody that's always a good one you know everybody's got a great idea you just have to actually execute on it because nobody actually executes on their ideas so i think it's really important being able to see and for everyone out there listening and and understanding how you've been able to take that. So going from education, so you're very, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll use it very slow paced world of government Um, going now into an agency, architectural agency. How much was that a kind of just complete brain flop switch around, turn everything. and, And, you know, now you're able to pretty much just start running and gunning or, or were they still a little bit of held back kind of like a, a conservative governmental agency?
1: Yeah, um, that's a really great question. So it was Thank kind of Thank you for mix. all the great um, questions. You don't have to yeah, say that anymore. Course. My ego is <laughs> no, stoked enough, is Jess. Stomach. Do not worry. <laughs> You've done your work for sure. Um, yeah, it was kind of a mix because you were dealing with um, project managers that have been there for 25 plus years since the firm was you know created. Um, and then a smaller marketing department that was just being formed. So my direct manager had only been there for um, six months, I believe, before I got there. Um, So she was really up for innovating and trying new things. But we both were like the newbies in the firm, trying to convince everybody else who had been there for so long that there was a better way of doing things. And that's always a tough conversation to have even with the best and the brightest minds, depending on you know what situation you're in. Um, so a lot of it was really figuring out how to creatively present solutions that would be taken by 10 different project managers with 10 different personalities and 10 different sets of expectations and goals and all of that, and really figure out how to pitch to each one. Um, I'm sure you do the same thing, you know, when you're pitching um, clients with athletes or athletes to represent them. It's really about figuring out what works for you. How can I prove to you what I'm trying to do is, you know, going to serve both of us. Um, And once we started growing the firm, um, they made the Philadelphia soaring 76 list of the fastest growing businesses in the Philadelphia region. Once we saw the clients just come in and really hit our targets, um, I don't know how much I'm allowed to disclose or not, a lot higher percentages than the industry average, people were We're convinced, and it made the job a lot easier. (laughs) I was gonna
0: say, once you can start seeing dollars come in, that's the most important thing. But I think you helping helping a company, as you said, that's been around for 25 years, now Mm -hmm. reach this list, which I don't know if they've ever been on it before, if it's been something that they've coveted or however it works. um, I think that's it's it's hugely important to just show again if you can, as you said, you have to you have to show value, but you have to show it in their terms. What is someone else Mm -hmm. looking for? We all know that we can bring value to the table, but what are What's the value they're looking for? Now, let's kind of move those numbers. Not not move the numbers. That's never a really good way of saying it. Let's (laughs) present the numbers. There we go. In a way that makes sense to them, as you said, 10 different project managers, 10 different people, 10 different goals. But your goal is, hey, this is is what people are doing now. And I'm going to show you we can make money. And that's one thing that you always hear if you want to work in sports, which is obviously the part we're going to get to in a second. If you want to work in sports, show how you can directly benefit the bottom line. If you can do that, you're going to get hired in some way shape or exactly. form that's just how it works. So after Meyer, uh, Meyer or Myers, I apologize. Uh Meyer. Meyer. Okay. So you're at Meyer right. for a couple of years, right? And you yep. help build another team, you help get them on yep. these lists, make them a bunch of money higher than the industry average. I'll ask you yep. off air just exactly what that <laughs> means, sure. but this is then this is 2016-ish. It was. Yep, 2016.
1: Okay. And then yep. so
0: this is now so now you're going out and now you're looking at some new positions potentially and yeah one of them just caught your eye so yeah is this, this, this second time <laughs> around again going from department of education now to my like was what was specific as you said you were specifically looking for jobs before what were you looking for this third time around
1: Yeah, so ironically enough, I wasn't exactly um, looking, but 76 Capital was a client of mine while I was at Meyer.
0: Ah, look at that. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) So um, I had worked with Wayne and Chad, who are still here on the team with me, um, to pitch Microsoft the opportunity to bring a free um, and accessible to everyone um, innovation center in Center City, Philadelphia and while our architecture team was designing the building and doing the fit out um, i was designing the marketing material we designed an app just for fun um, and different ways of presenting
0: get out of here
1: (laughs) just uh, different ways to pitch microsoft the idea uh, that they should buy into this Um, the project was a success and microsoft came into the city and I stayed in touch with Chad, who um, is a fellow JMU alum, and um, he invited me to join the Philadelphia Dukes Alumni Club, which is you know, what uh, we call ourselves down in Virginia. And we stayed in touch. And when this job posting came up, I considered myself to be uh, not qualified. I made a million reasons why I wasn't good enough um, for a director of marketing position at a venture capital firm. It just seemed like this... Um, crazy, you know, goal that I would never be able to reach, um, even though I had an in with these guys, because I had worked with them, and I felt like prove myself a little bit, Um, and it was really one night at dinner, uh, my husband and my parents just, I think they were in cahoots, and they totally just ganged up on me, and were like, you have this, you can do this, go call Chad right now, so I, I ran upstairs, and I called him, and I said, hey, I just, we get together and talk about this, I really think I could bring some value here and I'll, you know, do anything I can to prove it. Um, Wayne was speaking at an event in my town and I just showed up and did the job as if I already had it and just helped prove that I could do it.
0: That is awesome. I love it. Look at that. Yeah, it's it's a lot of a lot of relationships, a lot of networking and nice that your family and husband really were like, no, we think let's (laughs) let's gang up on her a little bit. It's only dinner, right? You have one every night. That's pretty cool. Um, So that that is really interesting. So you said Wayne was at a show and you showed up like you already had the job. What exactly does that mean to you? Like, what were you doing? How are you marketing him without even being? How are you director of marketing him without even (laughs) being in the firm?
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, So part of the job description included um, doing social media, even though, you know, there's a laundry list um, longer than what I can even describe here of what I help do on uh, day to day. But one of the listings said social media. So I said, okay, I'm going to go to this event and I'm going to pretend that I'm doing his Twitter, his Facebook, his LinkedIn, YouTube, Snapchat, Instagram and took all these photos, um, all these videos, and just drafted things and saved them, drafted them and saved them, and then put together a report afterwards and said, here's what your day would have looked like if I was logged into your account. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, So that was the idea.
0: That's so. That is brilliant. Again, anyone out there listening, that is yeah. so smart, <laughs> Jess. I love that idea. And I, I assume cool. it. I mean, you got the job, so obviously. But yes. what? What was? What was the reaction like from him, from Chad, and and Chad really knowing, like, hey, you know, you're you're interested in the position, and now Wayne yeah. figuring that out, obviously too.
1: Yeah, um, it was great from both of them. It was also the first time I got to meet John Powell, which was um, a really amazing interaction because I had seen him, um, you know, admire at lunches and different business settings, but never in the capacity that I was working on with 76. Um, So it was just really great to get in front of those guys. And then to be able to follow up with something tangible um, is always better. And, you know, I I try to take for granted that I'm in more of a visual industry where I can physically show you um, how I can get the job done. Um, But I would, you know, obviously recommend to anybody that's trying to prove something to show it rather than say it, so that was
0: it, my strategy. It, it worked, it clearly worked. Yeah. Um, as I said, I yeah. was just at an event with Wayne, he was fantastic. Yeah. And uh, someone brought up a question about betting, and he went off, and it was awesome. Yeah. So, very, very intrigued. But okay, now let's actually take a second. What exactly is 76 Capital again, based sure. in Philly? Wayne Kimmel, yep. um, Brian Howard, somewhere involved in this process. Yep. <laughs> what exactly do you guys do, and how do you do it?
1: Yeah, um, so we are a venture capital firm that's completely focused on sports, um, technology, and traditional sports, esports, and sports betting. Um, so Wayne started the company 20 years ago and was focused on consumer-facing technology in retail and health, and did a really incredible job in his first two funds. Um, had companies like Indiegogo, Grubhub, um, uh, the Take Care Health Systems, and um, the last few years, we saw this trend in sports where the physical and digital aspects were completely converging. Um, with John Powell's uh, background in traditional retail and real estate, he had um, 30 million square feet of retail under his you know, purview and had recently sold a lot of his holdings, and including the King of Prussia Mall, and saw the similar trend from physical to digital. Um, they saw sports as really being, you know, the Piece that unified all of them, and then of course Ryan, being you know who he is, <laughs> kind of sealed the deal um, for all three. And um, as we shifted our focus and invested in very early stage companies, we had huge success so far with our portfolio companies like Nurture Gamers and Swish Analytics, Shot Tracker, Diamond Kinetics. are some of the top performing in their industries. Um, right now, we're going to market with our second fund. Looking that for is, more startups to invest
0: in. Let's go. Well, if I can find you yeah. one, uh, just I don't know. Thank
1: you. Whatever <laughs> whatever
0: the yeah, finder's fee is, I'm I'm interested in it. But <laughs> with um with that, I guess why why did you want to work in sports? I know obviously you guys are doing a lot of different things over there at yep. 76, and part of it, I mean, it's centered around sports, but it's obviously finance, right? And one thing people always forget is there's a lot of things you can do and still work in the industry of sports. So was it. Yep. Was it specifically the company? Was it specifically the people or or was that extra layer of sports just kind of something that put it over the top for you?
1: Yeah, um, I, I know I said it before, but I'll say it again. that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I actually you, came you, into <laughs> this uh, I actually came into this with a passion for finance and business, I'm really looking to get into venture capital. And um, the fact that it was sports related, actually didn't come into play until I accepted the job um, because it was a secret that we had an athlete joining until I signed the papers.
0: wow! Yeah. Plus Philadelphia and you're (laughs) in New York and you don't want anyone to know. I get it. I get it. I get it.
1: (laughs) That's what I'm like. I definitely don't know who the athlete is. There's no way like, you know, I pay attention to a different level where somewhere I'm from. Um, but no, it was actually, um, you know, really exciting to hear that when I signed on, we would be transitioning our brand and our positioning from uh, traditional venture capital to venture capital in sports. Um, so that was like you said, there's a million and one things you can do in sports, but finance is exciting to be one of them.
0: And making money is another one. Um, So yeah. was that? <laughs> Was it, so you knew, I assume that the process was going on, obviously being the director of marketing, that's going to be a huge yep. undertaking for you. Yeah. So what, what were those first, I mean, you've been there for a few years now, obviously 2016 ish mm-hmm. time frame. So for four years, yep. congrats. What, um, yeah. what, what was that first little bit of time? Like really, again, just trying to figure out, you know, how are we going to now put ourselves out there yeah. and let people know, like now we are sports focused. And now this is what we're kind of doing moving forward, even though we were super successful for the last, Mm -hmm. I don't know, 15 years, what we were doing. Now we're going to try something different.
1: Yep. Yeah. It was really about highlighting the individual successes of each of um, the members of our executive team, whether that's Wayne, John, Ryan, Chad, or myself, and proving, you know, through, like you said, the right marketing, the right messaging, um, the right plan of action that these you know different successes in different industries would be able to accumulate to the success in sports. And, Um, it's definitely hard to communicate that vision when you don't have a track record, quote-unquote, in that exact niche, Um, but now we do, and it's made things a lot easier, conversation. I can throw out names like I did before, and people have some idea of what I'm talking about, so that helps.
0: Yeah, Shot Tracker, Diamond Kinetics, absolutely. Nerd Street Games, I learned a little bit about that, and Wayne was uh, glowingly talking about it over uh, (laughs) at the event that I saw him at the other night. Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess for you especially, you know, new rebrand, a rebrand yep. um new to the position how how heavy was that undertaking especially trying to go back i mean we're not talking yep. venture capital you know vc that just means i, I don't know like nine zeros to me and, and yep. a couple <laughs> of comments like i don't like, actually know what it means but like what's it like you know making sure that people now especially the the leader or whoever is investing that yeah. it's like hey like no, no no we got this don't worry. We did it before. We'll do it again. Now we just have Ryan Howard and, and John Powell, as you've been speaking about, yep. on our team to help lead that way into that into that foreground.
1: Yeah. Um, brand audits are one of my favorite things to do. Yay, <laughs> so really, look at that. Uh, exactly. Um, I love building things from the ground up, as you can tell um, by my, <clears throat> my career trajectory and the different things that I decided to take on um, just for fun. And um, really helping to shape the narrative and getting all ideas across the board and then being able to kind of pick out the gems from you know of of 20 things that we think are key um, differentiators what are really the three that get the message across quickly and clearly Um, and that's my favorite thing is going through those exercises and for really any brand no matter how old or how young that's an important exercise to do. Um, we try to do that quarterly here just to make sure that we're all on the same page and coming to the table with new ideas and not just you know repeating ourselves over and over again.
0: Yes, just repeating yeah. yourself over and over gets kind of boring. <laughs> and, and I think yeah. it's kind of funny, as you said, quickly and clearly, but you came from the mm-hmm. government world. So it's always really yeah. interesting. I mean, if you learned how to do something there, you definitely learned how to do it in yeah. a new way. And I guess now now transitioning into this role, you you, you go through the rebrand. Uh, as I said, you've been here for a few years now. So what is it like moving forward and and especially with betting now becoming legal and yep. esports jumping up? I mean, yeah, four years ago, people paid attention to it, but I don't think it's anything like what it's been, especially the last couple years. Maybe I've been under a rock, I don't know. But what, what was that like? So not quite another rebrand, but definitely a little bit of, I don't know Do yep. you want to call it a pivot maybe like an extra avenue I don't know I'll you, you market me Jess yeah. market me
1: <laughs> Yeah no it definitely is um, somewhat of a pivot and even uh, you mentioned like 4 years ago when I first started we were already looking into esports and doing a ton of research and due diligence just on the industry itself to better understand what the opportunities were let alone you know where we should put our capital um, and the same for sports betting. So we had actually been um, in the process of due diligence with a couple of companies, including Veasan, in our sports betting and media network, before PASPA was overturned. So once it was overturned, we had already really understood um, the level of seriousness that this new industry would bring to um, our business model. And Wayne and Chad were on a plane uh, the next day in Las Vegas, meeting with all these companies that we had been researching and discussing and. Really, just dove right into the due diligence process. Um, they're the types of people that don't just sit on the sidelines and wait for something to happen. That's just inherently not our business. So they're, um, you know, in the weeds trying to figure out exactly what the possibilities are with, you know, operational experts, legal experts, regulators, and um, the incumbents, just to see you know, what's on the horizon. And then of course the entrepreneurs themselves that are building things that we can't even think of.
0: Yeah. Then that we yeah. shout out to them. We, we love them. I, yeah. I that's <laughs> my favorite part about networking at these sport events, especially ones that, you know, Wayne and, and I've seen you at a few of them, just yep. some of the things people think of just blows my mind that Crazy. that was even like a thought somebody had, let alone going out and executing. it. I, I love just having those conversations. I think it's so cool. And I guess from your point of view, again, going back, I, I want to make sure we're focusing this a lot on marketing how much when you got there? How much did you start with the esports sure. part of it? How much did you personally start with sports betting, or with betting not really becoming legal in, in many states till what twenty into twenty eighteen anyway? Like, yeah. How much did you kind of lean into that a little bit, or how much did you kind of just hold back and, and and wait for you know for those alarms to go off?
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a really good point that in marketing, it's part of our job not only to get the message out about what we do, but to also be educated on the industry in general. You know, I on a panel about esports um, a couple of weeks ago in philadelphia and i'm speaking about sports betting at our event on um, march 6 in atlantic city and if i don't have the basics of you know just what's going on in those industries uh, it can be really bad so it it is just as important for the marketing department of any organization to keep up on trends and um just to know exactly what's going on especially in sports betting um state by state there are so many you know little nuances between the laws and um, regulations, it's really important to just stay up on all that stuff as we're going out to market. And we actually say the same for every level of, um, you know, whomever you are in our company, it's a very uh, small team here. And we all do a lot. We wear a lot of hats. So, you know, our investment associates are just as in tune with what's going on on the marketing side as we are with their deal flow usually. And we have to kind of keep that open line of communication to make sure that we're all marketing the right way.
0: I love it. I love it. And yeah, yeah. If you, you have to know the information, as you said, because you then have to educate. And and how yep. quickly, like, were were you marketing the esports and the betting right as you kind of came in? Or was that something, did you wait till betting became a little bit more accepted and legal and, and esports really started to at least start to trickle into the like the normal lexicon of the daily life?
1: Yeah, so we usually wait until we have an investment in that industry to market it as an industry that we invest in unless it is something that we're really actively searching for Um, so even within um sports betting or esports we're looking very closely at different companies in data collection data analytics media uh, markets and we'll advertise that because we are looking for more companies in those uh, types of industries but to your point early on when we were still kind of figuring things out um, I had that list a little less refined yes, and don't yes. think I would have put it on the website. Uh, but now as we're uh, relaunching our website in the coming months, um, all of that will be even much more transparent because we've really kind of refined our craft.
0: I yeah. love it. And and what about, again, Wayne, I, I just met him the other night. So I, I, he he was so much fun just to listen to. You know, when you yes. hear someone that's super passionate about something, I don't care what they're talking about. I just want to continue to listen. So what does it say to you that someone that was extremely successful doing what he did, decided, Mm -hmm. you know what, no, I think there's another way that I can be even more successful. What does it say to you and the team that, you know, someone that has done so much is willing to really rebrand their company themselves, who they are and and totally change course. I mean, same, same, like, you know, obviously the venture capital part, you know, the number part, but really just be able to kind of change course like that and still crush it, I guess. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, to be able to see the way he has repositioned the massive network that he's built in venture capital um, towards sports, and it actually apply, um, is really what keeps all of us going. um, Because he'll make connections and connect the dots in ways that most people don't even think or would never even think is a possibility. Um, So he really empowers everybody to make those types of connections. And he puts himself on the line, he puts all of his resources out on the line for anybody to use. And if we can take something from him and make it happen for the better of all of us, um, then we do that. He's just really great and really helpful at at doing that for the team.
0: I think that is awesome. And spending
1: a Five minutes with him is like having a cup
0: of coffee. So yeah, um, yeah, really juiced. Yeah, it was, it's like a, it was like a it's like a seven thirty <laughs> event. I was pretty juiced up, even yeah. traveling into the city. You know, walking all around, doing all that. I was I was ready to run through a brick wall. So yeah. I, I bet that's Monday morning. I guess that's super easy for you guys. Yep. Let him There's talk for a couple meetings, minutes. So mornings, so go. I'm good for the week. Oh, I love it. That is super awesome. Um, so what um, with with a lot of the things. So you brought it up earlier. The 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 really what caught their attention for you was the Microsoft, um, that, that mm-hmm. project that you described before the, the explainable again. So it was Microsoft was going to have like a huge innovation center. You called it.
1: Yep. Yeah. So it was a free, um, accessible to everybody in the community, um, innovation center. They actually, they do have one in New York and I believe on the West coast and we were trying to convince them that one in Philadelphia, uh, was worth the time.
0: Not that bad. Now, yes. what was there a So this was before you were brought on. So there was no like esports yep. tilt or anything to it, right? It was just strictly nope. like, hey, like we're just here to help the community, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. And that was to... really to
1: help bring tech to the underserved community of West mm-hmm. Philadelphia. That was the goal.
0: Perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Bring bring tech everywhere because as we said, there's yeah. smart people out there doing things that we've never even thought of and they're they're crushing it. Yep. So, what are other opportunities especially now in the sports space and that you guys at 76 are really trying to take advantage of in making sure that you're also giving back to the community or you're investing in companies that are coming from these underserved areas or, or anything like that, just to make sure that yeah. there is, you're really spreading your wings to make sure you're touching upon everything. Because as you said, Wayne has an incredible network, but I'm sure he's always interested yeah. in meeting more people.
1: Oh, always. Um, Yeah, I mean, in terms of giving back to the community, but also, you know, investing in forward-facing industries, Nerd Street Gamers is the best example of any of our portfolio companies that are doing that because their entire mission is based around accessibility in a new up-and-coming sport that is very expensive to get access to, whether that's uh, internet access, um, the equipment, to even have a place to play, you know, five-on-five if that's Certain games that you're playing, um, the facilities themselves. Um, so for them, it's really about making it esports accessible to everyone. They have um, local host venues around the country. They run a national championship series that is free or very inexpensive to enter. And as long as you're good enough, you can keep leveling up. Um, and they're really about, you know, making that accessible to everybody because now there are scholarships and a whole, you know, wealth of opportunities that um, an esports player can access, but if you don't have access to that high quality equipment or the fastest internet, how are you supposed to really compete? So exactly. They have a place in my heart. I love it. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: a hundred percent. And I, I think it's really cool. I, again, Wayne was talking about it. So I wanted to make sure I wanted to tee yeah. up. I knew the answer to the question. I wanted to Thank tee you. up a little bit. I wasn't <laughs> sure if the, the Microsoft center, um, had, had too much to do with that, but I just think it's so cool that, you know, even, even with, you know, venture capital, I, I don't, I'm not here to, to paint pictures with a, you know, broad brush sure. or anything, but it's always kind of looked at as, you know, rich people doing rich people things. But clearly there's a yep. lot of cool opportunities that are going on. And clearly you guys at 76 are taking advantage of that. And then, so we talked a lot about Wayne, but like, what about some of the athletes? I know you, obviously again, Brian, yep. uh, Ryan Howard. Um, I know you guys have a really cool intern program. Let's, let's start with Ryan a little bit and then kind of sure. trickle our way down. What was what is it meant for you to be able to work with someone like him that yeah, even though Wayne's been hyper successful in what he does, now you have yeah. someone that's been very community focused. I mean, dude won an MVP, a World Series, like we're not messing around. Everybody in baseball pretty much <laughs> knows who this guy is. What's it like to pretty much call him a a, a coworker and, and and a friend yeah. at this point?
1: Yeah. I mean for us it's really about helping him and the other athletes that are in our athlete venture group redefine their brand as more than an athlete. They have such a wealth of experience in sports. They have the capital to back it up. They have um, social capital to help get the word out there, and they have a mission and a drive that is really unparalleled in a lot of um, in a lot of roles. So, for them to come into business and put everything that they have towards their sport now towards business and helping startups grow, we've really been able to see um, the athletes in our athlete venture group latch on to certain companies and you know want to do everything they can to help them, and that's the best feeling for me when I. You know, find an athlete like Brian Westbrook or Ralph Sampson or DeMarco Murray who really want to help um, entrepreneurs see their dreams come true because they've been able to make theirs come true, you know, on the field or on the court, whatever it may be. Um, it's been a really rewarding experience to work with them.
0: Another great Monday yes. morning meeting, I bet. Exactly. Right. Let's, letting <laughs> yes. these athletes just kind of talk to you for a couple yep. minutes, get juiced. I mean, that's that they did it um, in multiple yeah. different ways now. And I just think it's so cool. And the athlete venture group just sounds like so much fun getting to see these athletes, as you said, works extremely hard now in something completely different working with these startups how um so working with these startups what exactly does that mean is this something like uh, and i guess i'm sure it's a spectrum in some case but like what how exactly do these athletes work with the startups is it is it capital is it brand ambassadorship like what are some of the things that they do
1: yeah, so um, in our athlete venture group, athletes will invest in our funds so that they have some skin in the game and a little bit of equity in every company that's within our portfolio. So it helps diversify, but also helps you know them be able to say that they have all of these companies uh, part ownership. And um, when I ask or call on a favor or whatnot, they're part owners, so it really does benefit them as well. Um, but in terms of their um, you know what they the effort they put into the companies, it's usually um, social media. Events, marketing, like PR or interviews, and um, a lot of um, business development support and just networking and make, like I said, connecting the dots. So, um, one of the best stories that I have is really when uh, Ralph Sampson was in Kansas City with our company Shot Tracker. And, you know, seven foot four tall Ralph Sampson garners a bit of attention, especially when he has a Shot Tracker ball in his hand. And um, the one of the founders of Shot Tracker, Davion, was with him and had been really, really working with CBS trying to get a deal for them to have the Shot Tracker enabled balls on their um, broadcast. And it took two seconds of um, a former teammate of Ralph's who works at CBS now to see Ralph and say, Oh, you're involved with this company. I had no idea. Um, it's a trustworthy introduction. So he made sure Davion you know, met that individual. And a few months later, Shot Tracker is on CBS. So it's really just, Getting to that level of trust, like I said, and recognition that helps connect dots that would have taken maybe months for them to get through.
0: Yeah, that's a lot yeah. of cold emails, a lot of cold phone calls yes. that, the, that they do <laughs> yeah. not have to worry about anymore. Sure. I mean, it's it's so true. Just like a warm introduction and in the in the networking and the and the just the opportunities that come with again, having hyper yeah. famous people, especially in their, you know, in their sport, in their market, wherever it is, and seeing what it's possible by just a simple, hey. Ralph Sampson holding a ball. Look at that. And now, you know, right. they are on CBS kind of thing. So it's always, it's always really cool to kind of see how those dots connect, um, but also why those dots connected too. I think that is pretty awesome. And, and now I know also you, you explained this to me a little while ago, and I think it's absolutely incredible. I know you guys have a pretty cool internship program, right? With a lot of yeah. the athletes and, and helping yep. them um, in multiple ways. If you don't mind explaining that a little bit too, I'd yeah, love to hear. Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, we've had a few um, athlete and residents. Um, you know, some that are studying for their MBA, or some that are just trying to explore um, different industries outside of their sport. We've had um, NFL veterans, MLB veterans. We have um, a um, minor league baseball player that is interning with us right now, um, and really just help transition and learn the venture capital industry as much as the athlete wants. So if he or she is available in person as much as possible, or remotely. Um, we're really good about finding different things that, you know, pursue their interests. Um, we actually have a form on our website, athleteventuregroup.com if anybody's interested in checking it out. And it is open to um, college and professional athletes as well, active and former.
0: I, I think it's yeah. awesome just being able to help them um, in so many different ways now, obviously, again, you know, working yep. with the athletes directly, investing in, in sports and technology companies, and now allowing them to just learn from you guys. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure you told me a story of, you know, you've you had someone with you for a significant period of time and yes. then you then, then helped that gentleman land a job with one of the companies in your fund, right? Something like yeah, that? Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, Brendan Harris played in the MLB for I believe 11 years and most recently worked for the um, Angels as a scout while he was getting his MBA at Wharton while he was interning at 76 Capital. So super dedicated, hardworking individual, was commuting from DC area up here nights and weekends to get the job done and um, when our portfolio company, Diamond Kinetics had a position open for a liaison to MLB, it was just the perfect fit. Um, he had just graduated with his MBA and was looking for a full-time gig, and um, it was just the perfect fit. Thanks for remembering that
0: story. No, I remember a lot of <laughs> stuff. Terrible with uh, names, great with faces, Jess. Don't worry. Yeah. I have yours written down here, so I'm not going to forget it. But um, no, I just I just think that's such a cool thing. Again, just working with uh, so many different levels to all of this stuff. It's always nice to, it's not just yeah. surface level. It is very clearly company culture, which is yeah. what you guys have built there. Uh, you you guys, because you've been there for so long now, especially through this whole part. I mean, what you you guys have been able to build just sounds like so much fun. And I just, continuously keep seeing and thank hearing you. your names pop up more and more and more and one thing thank that you. was only a couple months ago that popped up is somebody <laughs> made it onto Forbes 30 under 30 list now I don't know what list this is because thank you I don't know I feel like there's a lot of them now but no I kid I kid so what what, what did that mean to you um kind of being able to see that and and feel that and hear that and say like wow okay cool like a little extra. you you didn't need the recognition but it's kind of nice when you get it right <laughs>
1: Um, It was definitely nice. It was um, one of those impossible goals that I set for myself, which I tend to do, as you can tell, um, things that I would say are completely out of reach or, you know, a dream within a dream. I set myself up for and I like to also say I'm a persuasive writer. (laughs) So um, I was just very clear at communicating why I thought um, in this particular case, our athlete venture group was very innovative in the sports industry. and. reached out to a lot of my contacts at Forbes to see if I was on the right path and just to make sure I was covering all my bases and, uh, yeah, I was super fortunate. Um, them to recognize me but also to have a team that completely backed me up um, every step of the way really appreciate them too that
0: is awesome congratulations yeah. after Thank you know you. 40 40 minutes hanging out here with you it is very clearly well deserved um you've appreciate done it. an, an immense you. amount before the age <laughs> of 30 uh i think that is it is just absolutely incredible so congratulations on that and you brought it up for a second before it was a nice little plug but let's give it a real plug now so this episode yeah. will be released on that first monday of um of March and on the, yep. that Friday, the 6th, my dad's birthday, you will be having uh, an event down in Atlantic City, which unfortunately I can't come to because that's like a seven hour drive for me, um, <laughs> there and back at least. So what? Uh, tell me about the event because it sounds absolutely Good. incredible.
1: Yeah, thank you. So we are kicking off um, our Sports Innovation Meetup Series, which is a micro version of our Sports Innovation Conference that we hold every year in November. Um, the conference is a big deal. And we have usually over 400 attendees and wanted to say you know how can we bring together the community on a smaller scale with more intimate conversations throughout the rest of the year Um, so first in uh, march 6th like you said we're kicking it off and having a sports betting conversation alongside the maxwell awards where um, joe burrow lamar jackson and chase young will all be honored that evening and in the morning you can come to our free event at the same venue and learn about marketing in the new era of sports betting um so we'll have uh sharon Otterman, the uh, chief marketing officer of william hill aubrey levy from the score and josh applebaum from Beeson, talking about um, their perspectives on marketing branding in this new world of sports betting and i'll be there to moderate the conversation and hope everybody can join 76capital.com I'm,
0: you might have just sold me you might have just sold me i might have to make my yes. I, might, I might get to make my uh just kind of I'll I'll figure something out because it sounds like too much fun. It sounds like the crowd's going to be incredible, um, especially with the Maxwell Awards. I I guess I didn't put two and two. You said it. I don't think I put two and two together to realize kind of what was going on. So I think it's awesome. And yeah, I think never mind. I think there's a good shot. You will see me down there, Jess. And don't (laughs) worry, I'm I'm going to get all the links for all this stuff from you. Everything will be in the show notes. So Anybody that's checking, make sure to go check it out uh, because it should be a lot of fun. If you're in the Philly, New York, New Jersey area, it should be an absolute blast. So You said you love setting impossible goals. Um, Not trying to totally put you on the spot, but I get you. I'll let you know a little bit. What are some (laughs) of the impossible goals that you're setting for yourself right now? Because clearly, you take them down. Like it's not even a question. (laughs) You're crossing them off your list. So, what are some of those other crazy goals that you set that sound impossible now, but you know, in four years, I'll be hearing, "Oh wow, Jess is running this entire Fortune 500 company." (laughs) Would you look at that?
1: That would be a dream. And it would be, um, if 75, if 76 capital was one of them in the Fortune 500, that would be ideal. That's that's even more Um,
0: ideal. I love it.
1: Yep. Um, that an impossible goal that we're trying to make possible. Um, but more realistically we are raising our second fund right now uh, to continue raising it or investing in startups that are focused on sports, esports, and sports betting. So that is our utmost focus. It's a big undertaking for a small team. And I believe we have, We have have our goals set and um, looking forward to making it happen
0: that's one of the impossible <laughs> goals, Jess, but I know you got more than one on your list. Don't give me that. Come on. Anything else? Any other? No, we'll leave it. We'll leave it with that one. Is that okay? You tell me, this is your story. No yeah, mind. we can right. leave it
1: with that one. We'll I mean, I have personal, one. you mentioned that you love astronomy. I love astronomy too. And I always joke that I would love to be an astronaut, but okay. I'm not smart enough. So I got NASA as a client, but we already covered that. I was going <laughs> to say you have
0: NASA as a client and I have a friend that works on Mars. So yeah. I can get that done. Believe me, you it. keep doing your thing. I'll go talk to my buddy, Doug, and we'll get this all figured out. So Jess, this was absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. One last time, Jess David, Director of Marketing at 76 Capital, Forbes 30 Under 30. Uh, Jess, please send me all over those notes so that way everybody can make sure to go to the event, but also check you out online. Sounds good.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of For the Love of Sports with Jessica David. As I was saying, she's a pretty incredible person. So, very, very grateful I had the opportunity to have her on the show, learn about what she's doing, learn more about 76 Capital and how they are pretty much crushing the game and everything that's going forward there. So, as Jess said, there is an event coming up as of release in a few days. So, Make sure to check out the show notes. There's some information there. Also, check out all their social medias and mine as well. And if you could, please give this show a five-star rating on iTunes or a star on Overcast maybe, and I don't know what Spotify does, but really anything to say, hey, we really like this show and we want to hear more of it, the algorithms would appreciate that, and I would appreciate it even more. So thank you all so much. I sincerely appreciate your time listening and checking this out. Hope you learned something, and I hope you make it a wonderful day.